What's happening? What's up, everybody? <laughs> oh, man. Look at that truck. <laughs> Bro. My things, God. Things been going through it. How, how'd you... uh? How'd you like that work party you had? Looks like you guys had a lot of fun. Dude, it was a good time. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Matt and I are both uh, automotive junkies, and he's got a really cool truck that he's been working on, and uh, excited to see it have some action. Bro, she's gonna she gonna lay she gonna lay out. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. I'm so happy. <clears throat> um, dude, we didn't have a topic tonight, so I. Uh, I know we've been dealing with some YouTube stuff. YouTube flags as soon as we get on there, man. Man, it's it's insane. So we're trying something different tonight. Okay. I, I like to use BitChute. Okay. And uh, it's kind of like the Wild West of internet videos right now. They let they let pretty much anything slide from what I've seen. Um, so I, I really wanted to touch base on uh, the moon landing conspiracy again. Um, I don't think I went through our videos and I don't think we've ever actually done a moon landing show. Oh, we've, we've talked about it a little bit, but we haven't really been like, we've definitely talked about it, but I, I, uh, man, I've been going, I've been going a little too deep into this flat earth stuff and Bro, I still don't believe the earth is flat. Let you me just and clear the, that you up. and the flat earth stuff. However, man. however, the things that they use as evidence, like the moon landing being fake, it's definitely interesting. They've dug pretty deep, and I've seen some pretty interesting things um, relating to uh, the moon landings and NASA lying. Um, I'm drinking water tonight because I plan on uh, taking my newly acquired Corvette for a spin later. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but uh, <coughs> I, I wanted to watch a video that... Uh, I found and I watched a few minutes of it and it looked pretty interesting. So I'm curious to see if YouTube kicks us off for playing something off of BitChute. I don't think they will, but we're about to find out here in a few minutes. Um, I I don't think we went to the moon. Matt, what do you think? Man. I want to believe we did. <laughs> I want to believe we did. Yeah. But I find it weird that we just never went back for... Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I'm not buying it. And some of the things I've heard and seen um, are leading me to believe that uh, NASA is full of lies. And I'm just saying, like, given our competitive nature with other nations, sure. The fact that we, uh, we won the space race, yeah, won, and then, oh my God, the freaking gnats and stuff tonight. <laughs> or mosquitoes. They're skeeters. Great. I'm going to die, everybody. West now coming my way. Dude, I got it eaten alive on the 4th of July. I've got like 30 mosquito bites. It's My ridiculous. thing is, I don't know where they all came from. Hmm. Got one. <laughs> Death. <laughs> Smooth um, for a big guy. Now, eventually, uh, no matter what Matt says, we are going to have... Now, Matt is pretty smart. I am not. So whoa, I have found that much credit. I have found I have the video. That's why I know so much shit. I have to clear this video to make sure that it's it's legit. But uh it's like it's a video about 200 proofs that the earth is flat. And I want Matt to retort to every single one of the proofs uh with evidence oh, live. Fuck. Here we go. <laughs> All right. That'll All be right. that'll be on a future show because I gotta check to make sure the video is legit because there is a lot of uh 
there's a lot of obviously bullshit involving the flat earth. Like I said, I'm, I'm not buying that the earth is flat. However, there is some interesting evidence that has been produced that uh, I would like to see what um, a rational human being such as Matt <laughs> and somebody who's good at looking stuff up and finding the bullshit and things. Um, I would like to hear uh, Matt debunk some of this stuff. I wouldn't say I'm so much a good researcher as I'm just good at picking up on when somebody's bullshitting. For those of you that can't see, Matt is killing mosquitoes live on Talking Paranormal. No, I missed that one. <laughs> uh, um, I, I just, uh, there's something about when they get, when they talk about space being fake and not real, I, uh, I get a kick out of it, but then they talk about the moon landing and they show all this evidence. And I'm like, I mean, I, I'm not sure if I've ever believed that we went to the moon, except for when I was a kid, when they were feeding me full of propaganda, but, um, sorry, everybody, if that gets loud, I'm just, <laughs> I don't feel like being eaten alive. Um, but we do have a, a, an interesting video here that I would like to play and, uh, just see what your thoughts on it are. And it's about 40 something minutes long. So that should take up a, a good portion of the show. Um, I haven't watched it in its entirety. I'm hoping that it's good. Um, but who knows? We may get booted off of YouTube for it. So we'll find out here in a second. It's um, just never been the same since I said we should watch Philosopher. And I'm sorry, everybody. It hasn't. We've been on their radar, dude. YouTube does not like us. And, you know, Facebook has surprisingly been pretty cool about us. So I'm just going to put this out there. It's such a bad movie. Why would they care? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Speaking of movies. Um, for those of you that know me, you know that I do believe that there's a secret cabal um, doing horrible things to children. And there's a new movie out called The Sound of Freedom. It's And it's getting hell. Like It's getting like, it's getting trashed by some people, which I find to be interesting. Well, the theaters are like finding ways not to have their showings. Really? I've seen yeah. a lot of videos coming out. Like one lady posted a video where the theater, they pre-ordered their tickets and then the theater... Um, refunded their tickets the day of and when they got there the theater goes oh well, it's because we don't have any ac that's why we started uh refunding really and so they're like well can we still see it because we don't care yeah. and they're like oh i guess interesting yeah no media outlets talking about it or anything but it's got jim caviezel Mel gibson's backing it up and pushing it so's uh daddy trump he's going yep. in there he's saying oh, go watch yeah. this movie bro uh, but have you watched uh the documentary about that guy. Oh yeah, Tim Ballard. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Holy shit, oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. And for those of you that uh, think Mel, Gip Mel Gibson's crazy, just know that he was one of the first to speak out about crazy shit in Hollywood, and then all of a sudden, some shit comes to light about his drinking and all that, and you know, with his backing of the Passion of the Christ, his anti-Semitic ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a Mel Gibson fan. I will say that here. <laughs> Mel, Gibson, Mel Gibson is but, good. He's Mad Max. He is absolutely Mad Max. He's Mad fucking Max. Like, leave him alone. So if if you haven't had a chance yet, definitely after this show, go watch the Sound of Freedom trailer. Um, it's about child trafficking. And it is definitely um, a huge criminal underground that has surpassed the arms trade. And it's soon to surpass the drug trade. Um, it's super dark. It's a dark topic, but I think it is the worst, worst thing happening on this planet. It's, it's the worst crisis facing humanity yeah. right now. 100%. And for some reason, coincidentally, it doesn't give as much press as it should. 
Um, it absolutely should get more press. And, uh, you know, it's funny when I, I read an article by some tool at the Rolling Stone and uh, he was slamming it, you know, talking about how it's all QAnon bullshit. And I was like, whoa, 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 dude, this is a real problem. And I don't know he- how it's QAnon bullshit when this guy literally has the stats yeah. and the numbers and everything yeah. to back up what he's saying. Like, this guy has nothing to do with any political yeah. affiliation. Yeah. This and- guy, this guy is a solo act. And the people that are slamming him. All I can say to those losers, like this guy, this moron from the Rolling Stone, is how many children have you saved, asshole? None. Zero. So, I don't... Uh... Bro, I gave up on late night TV host a long fucking time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joshua Pitts is back. And uh, I'm hoping to see uh, what he has. He's, uh, he's dealing with some Bigfoot activity. <laughs> so I'm curious to see what he comes up with. Um, as far as seeing it online, Lance, um, the sound of freedom is only available in certain theaters. Um, however, they are, uh, there are ways to get free tickets. There's also ways to buy people that normally wouldn't go to see this movie tickets. They want to get the word out there about this problem that mainstream media refuses to cover. So uh, I'm, I'm a fan of operation underground railroad. That's the, um, nonprofit organization that Tim Ballard um, is a part of and runs. And uh, they do operations with, uh, with uh, operators, former operators, uh, to nail these scumbags. Absolutely. I mean, and they need to nail these guys to the wall. Like, we all know I have my own issues with um, the modern judicial system and everything. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest problem facing this country, outside of like drug issues and stuff like that, I think a lot of it could be fixed if we went back around to the scale of the more you fuck around, the more you're gonna find out. For sure. Um, because folks For aren't sure. wor- folks aren't worried about it anymore. They're they're like, oh, if I if I get caught, what's the worst they're gonna do? I'm gonna spend the rest of my life getting free food and medical care. Yeah. <laughs> what's and, What's crazy about the whole thing is uh. Like with a lot of these people in the press that are slamming this movie, uh, they keep talking about QAnon conspiracy and shit. And I'm like, did you do you forget about Jeffrey Epstein for a long time? Fuck Island was not uh, was not taken seriously, and it turns out that Fuck Island really existed, and that scumbag was doing horrible things to kids. So, and he was involved with many people <laughs> in high levels of government and celebrity. So, yep. yeah, you know. They, they say that kind of shit, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys are, they're they're trying to hide it, and I don't know why, other than there's they a want, lot of people that would go down. If they want you uncovered. to feel like a crazy person for wanting to go see this movie. Yeah, they're saying QAnon because they're like nobody want to be associated with QAnon, so say that's what it yeah. focuses on. No, these are hard fucking facts yeah. that this guy had, and that this guy has done, like. Two of his kids he adopted after rescuing them from a fucking brothel. Yeah. <laughs> in a third world country. Yeah. The fact of the matter is that this horrible shit is actually going on. And the fact that it's not more, uh, it doesn't get more press about being the worst problem on the planet is insane to me. And the fact that they're trying to make you feel crazy to go see it. Now, let's get one thing straight it is a movie, it is not a documentary, it is a movie. That has been dramatized for the big screen. However, this is a legitimate problem that's going on. And, and the dude's real. And there's a real <laughs> documentary on Amazon. Yeah. For free for free. 
Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. Like it's it's legit. There are scumbags, women and men, that are out there peddling children for these horrible things. And like when I said brothel, I'm using that term real loose, guys. It was yeah. like a fucking pit. Yeah. They literally pulled these kids out of a pit. Yeah. It's 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 probably the saddest shit you could even look into. It's if just you're a parent, disgusting. it's gonna tear you up. Be prepared. Yeah. Like if you don't I, I can tell you right now, if I didn't have kids, I'd watch it. I wouldn't be callous about it, but yeah. I'd watch it and I'd be like, Oh shit, this is really fucked up. Yeah. That's a parent watching yeah. that. I was like, I guarantee you I catch anyone looking at my kid funny, they're getting yeah. fucked up. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. It's uh I don't know. I, I hope I hope everybody that watches this show um, goes and watches The Sound of Freedom and, and supports the uh, un, uh, the Operation Underground Railroad and Tim Ballard and what he's doing. Um, because even Caviezel said that uh, there's famous people involved in this shit. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. And he even mentioned Adrenochrome. I was like, whoa, holy oh, shit. Yeah. Talking about him drinking blood. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. I can tell you right now, every celebrity that in the recent history that's be- turned into getting bashed and called crazy and all of a sudden has a fucking drug or drinking problem mm-hmm. after they've lightly spoken out against Hollywood, I guarantee you they're, they're fucking normal. Yeah. Like even Katy Perry, they moved to Kentucky. Did you know that her and Orlando Bloom uprooted the family, moved to Kentucky? Really? I do you know, know what she, do you know what she said about it? She no. said, I did not realize how detached from the normal world we were. Wow. Yeah. That, that place is a, uh, that place will take your soul. <laughs> and the fact that people are willing to sell their souls for Hollywood and the music industry just blows my mind. <coughs> Everybody wants that few minutes. Good God. Fuck, I mean, I'm fired up now, man. I love money, but I just, uh, you'll never, you'll never get me to harm a child. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like the worst, like, I don't know. I just, I can't believe that crimes like that even exist. And the sad part is, as Americans, we have to understand that we are the biggest consumer uh, of it consumer of that crap. So um, there's scumbags everywhere. Sex tourism shouldn't even be a thing, but it is (laughs) some of the documentary. So um, God, uh, what's his name? Chris Hansen, the catch a predator guy was doing, was doing documentaries on that kind of shit overseas, shining a light on this darkness. Well, of course. Why do you think Chris Hansen had a downfall? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, it, it's to just catch a, a predator was fine. They left that show alone <laughs> when it was just bums yeah. and fucking weirdos. Yeah. And then they caught a politician. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, it blows my mind that, that we even have something like that happening. But what blows my mind even more is that it's not more well known. And people literally will talk about it and go, oh, that's some QAnon conspiracy bullshit. And yeah. I'm like, you don't know shit, do you? <laughs> it's crazy that they will say, hey, that we can go from movies talking about people kidnapping kids and shit yeah. to them being like, if you believe this, you're a crazy person. Yeah. The fuck do you mean if I believe this? You know how many people go fucking missing? Yeah. A year? Yeah. Let alone just in a day. Yeah. Bro, I'm so fucking fired up now. I'm going to watch yeah. this video. I just want to see her rant about this shit. <laughs> we will. Uh, I, I would like to see if maybe we could get. Um, I mean, we're not big enough yet, but uh, maybe someday we could get Tim Ballard on to talk about this shit. Because I know that there's stuff that he won't say. Yeah. Because he knows if he crosses that line, 
then the media blast against him will be because believe it or not, like they are already going after him, uh, trying to delegitimize Operation Underground Railroad and and everything he does. And it's it's uh, it's, it's pretty disturbing. sad. It's disturbing. Anybody that slams him or that movie, I question. I'm like, okay, don't trust him. And the Rolling Stone has been saying some shit. And I'm like, man, fuck these guys. <laughs> Bro, it's the Rolling Stone. Of course they're the fucking devil. Yeah. But uh, it's just, it's interesting to see this ultra liberal media slamming this movie. And I'm like, you perverts haven't even, like, <laughs> it's bothering the shit out of me that they're not even going. The first thing they should say is, this is a legitimate problem on the earth. Yeah. This movie has over-dramatized it because it's a movie. However, this is a problem. But they won't even say that. Immediately, bro, they go to the QAnon shit. I'm like, wow, you're trying to delegitimize a real issue? Bro, there's still countries that have fucking slaves that nobody wants to talk about yeah. or acknowledge. Yeah. Um, but I, I will sit here and I, I will agree with Tim Ballard and say that God's children are not for sale. And uh, it is the biggest problem in the world. And uh, it has to come to a stop. So hopefully, hopefully millions of people see that and millions of people will stop putting up with the bullshit. Because guess what? They tried to stop the hashtag save the children. Okay. These scumbags. Yep. Sure did. <laughs> they tried to stop a hashtag save the children. I Although just, they tried, they tried hard. My God. I'm like, <laughs> regardless of whether or not QAnon was bullshit and conspiracy shit, the root of what a lot of people were seeing that was getting them so fired up was the children thing. Yeah. And I, I don't hold that against anybody. So um, I just, I hope that uh, this movie shines a, a bigger light on the problem and that more people go, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. That's a thing. Cause yeah. I mean, how many people don't even understand that that's even a thing that sex tourism exists and that, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of children go missing, maybe even millions. Um, it's crazy. And the, the thing that blew my mind when I heard it, and I, I, I had heard this before this movie came out, um, when I listened to a, ra a radio show with Tim Ballard on it, he said that, uh, and it, it was shocking, he said the reason why it's going to surpass drugs is because you can only sell, you know, a kilo of cocaine one time, but you can, chi you can sell a child, you know, five or ten times a day. Yep. That is the most disgusting shit. And there are scumbags out there that partake in this. Yep. They should all be uh, definitely put down. <laughs> oh, on the spot. <laughs> no questions asked. You're dead. <laughs> like, um, fuck the there's no coming back from that. Attorneys, like instantly. Yeah. You get caught on yep. the spot. Just right in the back yeah. of the head. There's no coming back from that. So with all that said, now that we got Big Block all fired up, <laughs> uh, let's... Uh, <coughs> dive into the moon fakery and see if uh oh that's our that's our friend buzz aldrin <laughs> look at that guy throwing up throwing up those symbols look at this guy right here no gang size please mr aldrin um, <laughs> so actually real quick if, if you are on social media please share go find the sound of freedom and please share it um if nothing else we can at least spread the word and uh get it out there so let's uh let's get into the moon landing But romanticizing you got, you got audio, Matt. Can you yeah. hear that? Okay, nostalgia is not the main reason that people cling so tenaciously, often even angrily, to what is essentially the adult version of Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy. What primarily motivates them is fear. But it is not the lie itself that scares people. 
It is what the lie says about the world around us and how it really functions. For if NASA was able to pull off such an outrageous hoax before the entire world and then keep that lie in place for four decades, what does that say about the control of the information we receive? What does that say about the media and the scientific community and the educational community and all the other institutions we depend on to tell us the truth? What does that say about the very nature of the world we live in? This is what scares the hell out of people and prevents them from even considering the possibility that they could have been so thoroughly duped. It's not being lied to about the moon landings that people have a problem with. It is the realization that comes with that revelation. If they could lie about that, they could lie about anything. Dave McGowan, Wagging the Moon Doggy. Thank you, everyone, for allowing me to speak today on the phony moon landings and space fakery. Now, I've put out quite a few videos on the moon landings hoax and space fakery, presenting a myriad of proofs, even seeing that we've been lied to about pretty much everything related to space. <coughs> if you are on the fence, I hope that I may present enough evidence here today that you'll go out and conduct your own investigation. At the very least, I can maybe point you in the right direction. I find it interesting how our affinity with space has become so strong that I would dare say that people love space. And that love is so blinding that they will deliberately not face the obvious adultery taking place behind their backs. I don't understand the willfully blind person. Hey man, I have pictures proving that she's lying and cheating on you. I don't want to see that. Get away from me. She'd never do that. Our love is too strong. <laughs> Theatrics. I can't compete with that level of indoctrinated space love. No one has ever been to space, but the media has molded humanity What's into up, a society of up, myopic buddy? space lovers who will defend space's honor to their dying breath. I guess it's pretty pathetic. Hopefully, we can break your love affair with space. It's not a question about how much proof we have evincing that Apollo missions in space are fake. The real question is whether you will look. Here is one of the earliest attempts at faking space. The flight was in 1962, and yes, this was passed off as legitimate footage. We already know that these high-altitude balloons are the closest that we're ever going to get to space. But I do find it interesting how we were supposedly taking astronauts into these craft as early as 1962. But this part is the best. Here's the so-called footage from space. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at that one more time. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, there's some chill liar out there. They tried to pass to that shit off. Footage. <laughs> it's refraction that made the star appear through the moon. And that's why the footage looks like it was taken from the Twilight Zone television show. Obviously, the level of fakery has gotten much better since the 1960s, but mistakes are still being made. The proof isn't what NASA got right. The proof is what NASA got wrong. Because if NASA faked any of it, then we rightly <laughs> should assume that NASA faked all of it. NASA is a criminal organization. Every one of its executives should be thrown in slave labor camps until they pay back all of the money they stole under false pretense from the American taxpayer. Scott, Scott asked about uh, the Challenger explosion. 
Um, we've touched on that on the show before, but uh, I don't believe that anybody was on that um, on that mission for real. And I think they're all in existence today. And I think that uh, actually I know that they've been confronted about being the people that were allegedly killed in that explosion. Yeah, there's that. And then <laughs> also the play devil's advocate here. I understand that that was pretty shitty fake footage, but also the confidence of just these guys off the street to be like, nope, they're fucking lying. They don't know nothing about space. Mother trucker, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. You want you want to be right. And that's sure. and that's the big problem that that our culture faces that if you think you're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, <clears throat> my biggest thing is that I, I'm a little bit too open-minded <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I know, I don't know. It could be real. could be fake. Um, I mean, that was clearly, Oh God, my fucking eye. God damn it. Um, that was clearly fake. Oh but, yeah. hundred um, <laughs> percent. But I'm just, I'm just saying like these people that are like, no, I know more. Okay. You know more than scientists. People yeah. that have their entire life to yeah. learn trying to learn this stuff and these secrets and about the universe and everything. And then you're just gonna come out of here with the confidence of a four year old in a Batman t shirt. <laughs> nope, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, I just think it's funny that uh you know they were pulling the wool over our eyes back then. And yeah. they probably had no idea that one day the internet would be out and <laughs> they would be ultra scrutinized. Um, but they were fooling people. They were fooling people with that footage. That's the crazy part. They were w- human beings were eating it up. Society was eating it up, thinking it was Bro, real. There's people that still think birds are real. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh man. Oh, okay. Now bir- birds are real. Okay, B- everybody. Birds, birds are real. However, they have made some drones that look convincingly real. <laughs> Let's begin with the laughable Apollo moon missions. I don't believe there's a single genuine person who has diligently looked into the moon landings hoax evidence and still believed in the Apollo missions. The moon landings are patently ridiculous. You just need to be able to set aside your indoctrination and spend some time researching it with a skeptical but open mind. For goodness sakes, the last time man was allegedly on the moon was December 14th, 1972. It has been nearly 47 years since man was supposedly on the moon using only 1960s technology, which astronaut Donald Pettit says NASA destroyed. That fact alone says they lied and shifts the burden of proof to NASA. There is no plausible excuse. NASA steals $59.7 million per day from the American taxpayer. They certainly have enough money to repeat what was already done back in 1969. Oh, yeah, I forgot what Don Pettit said. That amazing technology was destroyed. Back in February 2001, there was a special on Fox that was called Conspiracy Theory Did We Land on the Moon? I watched that show when it aired, and I thought the Fox show raised some excellent points. However, a couple years later, I came across a debunking article by Phil Plate on the website Bad Astronomy. This article is still cited as the creme de la creme of debunking articles. I read through it all and became convinced that there was an answer to all of those conspiracy allegations. At least that's what I hoped. At that time, Phil Plate was my hero. 
you saved me from the crazy moon landing conspiracy theorists. From that time, we saw many other so-called debunking experts rise up, like the Mythbusters, Snopes.com, Metabunk, Popular Science, and many more. I mean, who can doubt the sincerity of the Mythbusters, Jamie and Adam, right? <laughs> Damn liars. Bro, this so guy's attitude. Story. For several like, years, really takes I was away one from of those pompous points. people who scoffed at moon landing deniers because I read that article from Phil Plate. Then one day, another lawyer recommended that I read a series of articles second. on the fossil fuel hoax written by a Dave. Okay, folks, I don't know who all listens to this show, but I will say this right now. If you have knowledge and you think that you have knowledge, do not be a condescending asshole about it. <laughs> yeah. Because then no one will listen to you. Like, yeah. honestly, I'm catching the cliff notes from this guy because I can give a fuck less what he's saying yeah. because of his condescending asshole tone. He does definitely have a condescending asshole tone. <laughs> like, he thinks he's the smartest dude that walks into any room. Yeah. And he lets people know it. And see, that's kind of, he's like the Neil deGrasse Tyson of this end of things. You know, fuck what I mean? Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. Fuck him too. <laughs> Got Pluto knocked down from a planet. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I do agree with you with this guy. Um, I when I pick videos, I'm, I'm although the the a lot of the voices have bothered me. Um, it's the information that I want, and I agree <laughs> with you. I wish that somebody would even Eric Dubay, the flat Earth guy. Uh, God, he's hard to listen to, but he comes up with some good shit. And I can't wait to wade through it and play some shit that uh, might have people questioning some of the things that like, he says. Like, don't be wrong. These are great videos. And the information in them is amazing. Yeah, for sure. It's it's the attitude. Yeah. It's the delivery. Like, yeah. I like to share knowledge. Yeah. I do not like to talk down to people or be talked down to. No, no, I agree 100%. I just had to get that out there. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you know a lot, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't be a condescending asshole. <laughs> Don't be a dick about it. Just share your knowledge. Uh, I agree with Matt. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to this thing, man. It's a McGowan. I actually don't know if you can still read those articles, but what McGowan wrote made absolute sense. That there is no such thing as a fossil fuel. It is an utter hoax. We could devote a whole conference to that subject. But then I changed my life forever. Because I clicked on another article by Dave McGowan titled, Wagging the Moon Doggy. David tragically died a few years ago from cancer, but I hope his work will be remembered for a hundred years. That is, if it can survive the coming internet purge. I highly recommend you read the entire Wagging the Moon Doggy series while you still can. And if you prefer, I have the full narration on my YouTube channel. You can ignore everything I say here, but please go read the Wagging the Moon Doggy series because it is awesome. I'm going to cover many of the points made by David McGowan, but I can't compete with his humor. Even though he believed in space, McGowan was brilliant. But above all else, David introduced me to these two laughable Apollo photographs that destroyed the NASA moon landings forever for me. I certainly didn't see these photographs on Phil Plate's website or on the Mythbusters. This here is the official lunar lander. When I usually show this to people, they automatically think it's a joke. No, seriously, 
this is an official photograph of the Apollo Lunar Lander. And you have to be a damn idiot if you don't see how ridiculous this is. Fortunately, they took a close-up photograph as well. <laughs> Curtain rods, aluminum foil, tar paper, scotch tape, some useless abstract art sculptures that do nothing but look spacey, and some very poor construction. Look at the paneling. It's a disaster. If someone sheetrocked your basement like this, you'd demand your money back. But this is supposed to be an amazing spaceship constructed by the best engineers and scientists. It's absolute garbage. A shameful prop made by a high school drama club. Looking at the photographs side by side, it's unbelievable to me that they got away with this for so long. Our academics, scientists, and engineers <laughs> so institutionalized that they can't see how absurd this is? It's incredibly stupid. I'm sorry, but this is not a spaceship. So this brings me to proof number one, the lunar lander joke. There are so many problems that this entire presentation could be on the lunar lander. The first huge problem I want to discuss about the lunar lander is the fact that it was never flown on Earth. Not even once. Please go and try to find a video of astronauts getting some flight time in this piece of junk. Just think about it. This drama prop was never even allegedly flown by an astronaut on Earth in front of a camera. In fact, besides NASA's alleged dubious pictures in space, there is zero proof that this alleged vehicle could actually fly. This comical contraption, after traveling 234,000 miles in space, supposedly fell from lunar orbit at 4,000 miles per hour, and this difficult maneuver was never practiced. The lunar lander landed in poor visibility on very rough, crater and boulder-infested terrain that was all the same Portland cement color. Just imagine how easy it would have been to hit a boulder or fall into a crater when you only have these small windows flying over terrain that all looks like Portland cement. This difficult type of landing was never practiced. The lunar lander ascent stage then supposedly blasted off the moon, again achieving 4,000 miles per hour to rendezvous up in space with a spaceship that had been orbiting the moon dozens of times. Again, this maneuver was never practiced. On that Earth. does sound ridiculous. Yeah. Here is Armstrong flying one of the much smaller so-called training vehicles in optimal conditions. In this vehicle, he has full visibility and there is no rough terrain. The accident almost killed Armstrong, but he wasn't alone. Three of the five training vehicles crashed and the training vehicles were much smaller, had much better visibility, were flown in optimal conditions, over runways, in daylight, were never flown in situations similar to what <laughs> would be experienced on the moon, and still, three-fifths of the training vehicles crashed. That is not a good safety record, and these were far simpler craft. Notice that the conditions the training vehicle was flying over were nowhere near what would happen on the moon. It's flying over an airfield. You'd think that NASA would want its astronauts trained to fly in low visibility over rough, rocky terrain so that its astronauts would have practice not hitting a boulder or falling down a crater. Yet, NASA didn't find it prudent to have the astronauts actually practice flying the lunar lander on Earth. No reasonable, prudent person would consider this a safe way of landing on the moon. 
Could you imagine what would have happened if Apollo 11 crashed its untested lander and the astronauts all died a horrible death and the public found out that NASA never actually had the astronauts practice flying the lunar lander multiple times on Earth? NASA would have been defunded forever and its managers <laughs> would have probably gone to prison. There's simply no way that NASA would have taken such a risk and there was only one way NASA was guaranteed 100% success, and that is by faking it. Next, they want you to believe that this piece of junk could support life up to three days on the moon. What kind of life support would be necessary? What kind of air conditioning would be necessary in the harshest environment imaginable? The temperature on the moon allegedly varies from negative 387 Fahrenheit at night to 253 Fahrenheit during the day. The Apollo 17 astronauts supposedly re-entered the lunar lander on three occasions after even driving around in a dune buggy. What kind of dust-absorbing system did it have? Where were the batteries to give it power for three days? How much oxygen did it have to repressurize on each occasion and last for three days? How is there so much room in the lunar lander that NASA was able to attach a dune buggy on later missions? Did NASA have the foresight to leave a large trunk for a fold-up dune buggy with tires and large 1970 batteries? What about all of the bulky experiments? Where did they fit? The lunacy of the lunar lander should be enough to convince any thinking person that the moon landings were fake. But we can't stop now. Exhibit 2, Kubrick's Apollo 11 lunar docking footage. So... After the astronauts were able to play around on the moon up to three days, the astronauts had to hop back into the ascent stage of the lunar lander and blast off the moon and catch up with the command module that had been orbiting at 4,000 miles per hour up to three days. Fortunately, the NASA astronauts knew exactly where the command module was after it had supposedly traveled 768,000 miles. It's also important to note that not one person on Earth was able to film this command module orbiting the moon with a telescope. You can supposedly see dark craters on the moon that are only one kilometer in diameter, but you can't see a large chrome spacecraft that would be reflecting sunlight like a mirror orbiting the moon dozens of times. There should be dozens of amateur astronomy videos showing the command module orbiting the moon, but they don't exist. But I especially love this Apollo 11 redocking footage. This is absolutely ridiculous. These are 1960s special effects and are obviously fake to even a child. My God. Look at the jerky motions. What a pile Look at the of total shit. lack of thrusters being used. I've had many people ask me if this wow. is genuine NASA footage, and yes, it is. I actually feel pretty bad for you if you believe that's a spaceship that just blasted off from the moon traveling at 4,000 miles per hour. Maybe you noticed that the video footage of the docking lunar lander appears eerily similar and as fake as Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Exhibit 3, the preposterous Apollo ascent stage. The last video was shockingly ridiculous. Again, it's unbelievable that anyone with a brain, let alone a degree, believes that was a real spaceship traveling at 4,000 miles per hour docking in lunar orbit. Institutionalized conformity is amazingly powerful as even individuals with a PhD won't allow themselves to question their institutions. But this gets even better. This is official NASA footage of the Apollo 15 and 17 ascent stages. 
Remember, the engine was never even allegedly turned on beforehand. In addition to the preposterous and obviously fake footage, NASA claims that it used a remote control to operate the camera on the moon buggy left behind and then beamed that video footage back to Earth 234,000 miles away. We didn't even have decent television remote controls in 1972. But NASA could not only operate the camera from 234,000 miles, NASA could also pan <laughs> up and follow the lunar ascent stage and zoom out all in real time without delay. Look again. The camera zooms out and pans up in real time, and this remote control was supposedly 234,000 miles away. That, ladies and gentlemen, is impossible. Does anyone here actually think this looks real? One other thing, notice that there is no thrust from the nozzle. Yes, there should have been a huge flame and obvious light source from the nozzle. Exhibit four, no blast crater and no scorching. This is a 7,500 pound thruster. Look at its power, look at its heat, look at the light it creates, look at the dust it kicks up. And yes, the Apollo astronauts claim that its lunar lander also kicked up dust, and the phony footage shows the same. The Apollo lunar lander had a bigger thruster at 10,000 pounds. Obviously, the 10,000-pound thruster failed to displace or scorch any of the lunar soil. In one case, you can see the nozzle is actually bent as it collapsed on the surface. The nozzle is literally buried in the ground, and still it did not affect the lunar soil. It's very clear a crane sat this lunar lander down on the soil. There was no rocket. Exhibit 5. The Marionette Astronauts. I already touched on this in my last video, but the evidence is compelling. The astronauts were dangling from wires, and you can see it multiple times. This video proves that the astronauts did dangle by wires. There really isn't much more to say then. How in the world do you believe in this nonsense? Exhibit 6, the unmistakable Apollo movie backdrop. You can clearly see the use of 1960s movie artificial backdrops here. It's obvious. Jesus Christ. The backdrop lines are visible throughout all the missions. That's what I look like when I in have this to take case, a shit really bad and I'm running used to the bathroom. To blend in with the backdrop. <laughs> no reasonable person can deny that these are movie backdrops. This was not filmed on the moon. This is all NASA footage, folks. Exhibit 7. Thousands of studio-quality photos. Our NASA actors were able to impossibly produce thousands of studio-quality photos. What's wrong about that? It is the fact that the astronauts did not have the ability to use the viewfinder to frame their shots or to manually adjust aperture, focus, or shutter speed and do so all without the benefit of secondary light sources. But the astronauts managed to do this nearly every time. This can't happen in real life. <laughs> Here's how McGowan put it. Skipping ahead two sentences. Simply stated, it would not have been possible to capture any of the images allegedly shot on the moon in the manner that NASA says they were captured. Back in the day, you see, and the younger readers may again want to cover their eyes, cameras weren't all that smart. So everything had to be done manually. The photographer had to manually focus each shot by peering through the viewfinder and rotating the lens until the scene came into focus. 
the proper aperture and shutter speeds had to be manually selected for each shot as well to ensure a proper exposure. That required peering through the viewfinder as well to meter the shot. Finally, each shot had to be properly composed and framed, which obviously also required looking through the viewfinder. The problem for the astronauts is that the cameras were mounted to their chests, which made it impossible to see through the viewfinder to meter, frame, and focus the shots. Everything, therefore, was pretty much of a guess. Focusing would have been entirely guesswork, as would the framing of each shot. An experienced photographer can accurately estimate the exposure settings, but the astronauts lacked such experience, and they were also handicapped by the fact that they were viewing the scenes through heavily tinted visors, which meant that what they were seeing was not what the camera was seeing. To add to their troubles, they were wearing space helmets that seriously restricted their field of vision, along with the enormously bulky <laughs> pressurized gloves that severely limited their manual dexterity. The odds, then, of getting even one of the three elements, exposure, focus, and framing, correct under those conditions on any given shot would have been exceedingly low. And yet, amazingly enough, on the overwhelming majority of the photos, they got all three right. The fact that NASA astronauts took 5,771 photos is another major issue. As and see, when you're shown this kind of stuff, you don't think that deep into it. You're just like, fuck, look at these amazing shots I got on the moon. It's yeah. crazy, right? It's just it, when you look deeper into it, it, it really kind of blows your mind. You're like, holy shit, I would have never even thought about that. <laughs> uh, I, I just think it's... Uh, I mean, when I see these moon landing hoax videos and they start breaking shit down, I, I can't help but be even more convinced. And I, I just don't see them debunking these facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's tough because we've been told for so long that we landed on the moon and we believed it. Yeah. It's, uh, it, just, it still blows my mind when I watch and listen to this shit that I'm like, Wow. And then when you tell somebody that we didn't even land on the moon, most people would automatically be like, oh, fuck, he's a crazy conspiracy guy. But then you go, have you even looked into it? And they go, why would I? We went to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you close-minded bastard. <laughs> USA. USA. <laughs> well, here's how one commenter put it. NASA wants the world to believe that 5,771 photographs were taken in the combined time of 4,834 minutes over an alleged six missions. This equates to Apollo 11, one photo every 15 seconds. Apollo 12, one photo every 27 seconds. Apollo 14, one photo every 62 seconds. Apollo 15, one photo every 44 seconds. Apollo 16, one photo every 29 seconds. Apollo 17, one photo every 26 seconds. Given all the facts, was it possible for two men to take that many photos in so short a time? Any professional photographer will tell you it cannot be done. Virtually every photo was a different scene or in a different place requiring travel. As much as 30 miles travel was required to reach some of the photo sites. Extra care had to be taken shooting some stereo pairs and panoramas. Each perfectly exposed and perfectly framed picture was taken on a chest mounted camera without a viewfinder using manual camera settings with no automatic metering while wearing a bulky spacesuit and stiff clumsy gloves. 
The agency wants the world to believe that 5,771 perfectly exposed and perfectly framed photographs were taken in 4,834 minutes. If nothing but photography had been done, such a feat is clearly impossible, made even more so by all the documented activities of the astronauts. Imagine 1.19 photos every minute that men were on the moon. That's one picture every 50 seconds. The secret NASA tried to hide has been discovered. The quantity of photos purporting to record the Apollo lunar EVAs could not have been taken on the moon in such an impossible time frame. Exhibit 8, the Liars Press Conference. One of NASA's biggest blunders in 1969 was the fact that it didn't hire very good actors. On August 12, 1969, Neil Armstrong, Michael Collins, and Buzz Aldrin attended their first major press conference. This is the first big conference of the Apollo 11 astronauts, and it was only two days after the astronauts were re released from quarantine. Their faces tell it all. They are not happy with what they are doing. They look like they were being forced to tell a lie, and they showed no excitement that would accompany three men who walked on the moon. But the funniest part to me is when one of the reporters asked whether they could see stars while on the surface of the moon. Armstrong said that he couldn't recall seeing stars, and then Michael Collins added that he didn't remember seeing any. You can see Armstrong was bothered by Collins's answer. Collins's answer is hilarious because Michael Collins was never on the surface, and so he had no reason to answer the question. In addition, Michael Collins was the pilot of the command module, and he would have allegedly seen the most amazing show of stars on the dark side of the moon, better than any person that had lived up till that time. <laughs> Michael Collins supposedly saw the dark side of the moon 27 times, and he doesn't remember seeing any stars. <clears throat> Exhibit 9, the ridiculous lunar rover. First... How in the world did NASA plan for a fold-up dune buggy to attach only on the later Apollo flights? The lunar rover was only used on Apollo 15, 16, and 17. Are we to believe that NASA left a big trunk for a fold-up dune buggy in the designs of the lunar lander? It had wheels, it had batteries, it had seats, a satellite dish, and other components in addition to the frame. That's not something that you fit in your luggage. Next, the fold-up dune buggy was on one side of the craft. Was it not a concern for NASA to testify the lunar lander with extra weight on one side of the craft? <coughs> of course, never, NASA never thought it necessary to perform even one test flight. He's got fucking Next, lawn chairs. <laughs> there was no scientific purpose of the lunar rover other than it looked neat for the movie cameras. This is another instance where you need to apply some common sense. By introducing a moon buggy, which had no scientific purpose... NASA was taking the unreasonable and reckless risk that one of its astronauts would get injured, jostled, cause a malfunction in one of the packs, or break down. How easy would it have been for an astronaut to hit a rock and cause a part of his suit to malfunction, or for the astronaut to get thrown from the vehicle? What if the vehicle broke down after hitting a rock covered in dust? This wasn't a minor risk, as is clearly seen in the photographs. The astronauts had poor visibility and were cruising around in conditions like these, where even the smallest problem could kill the astronaut. There's simply no way that the reckless lunar rover would have happened. What's even more funny about the lunar rover is the fact that it really looks like it was just a remote-controlled car with an action figure. The astronaut never moves from his uncomfortable position. But even more damning is the fact that many times the rover didn't produce tracks or produce tracks in strange ways. Here is a sampling of photographs of the strange 
and missing rubber tracks. Exhibit 10, proof of secondary light sources. Of course, NASA could have easily filmed the Apollo movies with just one light source, but NASA needed those thousands of studio quality photos, and so NASA did use other light sources. Mythbusters tried to deceive its audience by busting this photograph by using a grainy, darkened version and still failed to create the lighted astronaut as depicted in the demonstration. I changed out the darkened NASA photo used by Mythbusters and replaced it with the NASA original. Do you see the huge difference? Now, compare the original NASA photo with the Mythbusters version. Mythbusters certainly did not bust this argument whatsoever, and Mythbusters lied about it. But what's more telling is what Mythbusters ignored, and that's this photograph. This one photograph proves the entire Apollo mission's faults as it is 100% impossible for that astronaut to be lit up like that on the shaded side of the lunar lander without additional light sources. Exhibit 11, the tinfoil thin lander. According to McGowan, another curious fact that first on the moon made note of was that according to Harold Loden, Apollo 11 mission controller, the skin on the crew cabin of the lunar module was very thin then that was all done because of weight savings. Another talking head added that if you really took your finger and poked hard at it, you could poke right through the outer skin of the spacecraft. It was about the thickness of two layers of aluminum foil. Project <laughs> manager Thomas Kelly concurred, noting that the skin, the aluminum alloy skin of the crew compartment was about 12 one thousandths of an inch thick. That's equivalent to about three layers of Reynolds wrap that you would use in your kitchen. Astronaut Lavelle stated, Whenever I saw a model of the lunar module, it had these rigid sides, and it really looked strong. Turns out that external portions of the lunar module are made up of mylar and cellophane, and it's put together with scotch tape and staples. We'd had to have pads on the floor because if you dropped a screwdriver, it would go right through the floor. Dang! And astronauts lived in this for days with multiple repressurizations, and merely dropping a screwdriver would kill them. As pointed out by David McGowan, the lunar lander actually failed the Grumman pressure test, which blew out a window, and no one seemed to care, as no design changes were ever made. Come on. Exhibit 12. The inverse square law of light. I think it was maybe Jaronism or Globebusters or both who first mentioned this, but this is a terrific proof of the fake moon landings, and it deals with how much illumination there would have been on the lunar surface according to the heliocentric model. The inverse square law describes the intensity of light at different distances from a light source. Every light source is different, but the intensity changes in the same way, meaning this is a law for all light sources. The intensity of light is inversely proportional to the square of the distance. This means that as the distance from a light source increases, the intensity of light is equal to a value multiplied by 1 divided by d squared. Here are the simple equations. 
As an example, if you place a 100 lumen bulb in a floodlight that shines on only one square meter of surface, that surface will be lit at 100 lux. However, if you back the floodlight away to shine on four square meters, the surface is, is now lit with 25 lux. The full moon, which is supposed to be reflecting sunlight, has an illuminance up to one lux on the Earth's surface. That's not substantial, but a full moon has enough illuminance to read from it here on Earth. It is allegedly 376,285 kilometers to the moon from Earth's surface to moon surface. Let's assume our Apollo astronaut is 0.01 kilometers or one meter above the surface of the moon. We now plug the numbers into our inverse square law equation to find the intensity of the moonlight at the surface, solving for intensity at distance two. I have the numbers on the printout, but you can see for yourself the problem. Sunlight has an illuminance up to 128,000 lux on Earth. That's pretty bright. That's as bright as it gets. Assuming my math and figures are right, applying the inverse square law, the Apollo astronauts would have experienced 1,106,175,009,570 times more illuminance on the moon's surface than direct sunlight on Earth. Essentially, based on the inverse square law, at the moon's surface, the light would have been the most blinding light imaginable, and there should have been no photographs possible on the lunar surface. This proves, it's a big based number. on physical laws, without a doubt, that there were no <laughs> Apollo moon landings. There are so many more proofs that I haven't listed, but I'm getting tired. Here are just a few more quick points. Go to this website, AULIS.com is the best moon landings debunking website out there. There are many articles written by PhDs and other experts in the field, but this was one of my favorite articles. Using parallax laws, the study concluded the following. The Apollo 15 photographic record does not depict real lunar scapes with distant backgrounds located more than a kilometer away from the camera. These pictures were, without a doubt, taken in a studio set up to 300 meters in size. A complex panorama mimicking the lunarscape shows degrees of movement, such as horizontal and vertical changes to give an impression of imaginary distance to the objects and perspective. Stereo parallax proves the Apollo missions fake. One of the most common objections to the fake moon landings argument is that NASA has hundreds of supposed moon rocks. Of course, no one knows where these rocks are, and no one is allowed to actually independently investigate these moon rocks. But NASA itself destroyed this biggest proof of theirs when it gave one of its so-called moon rocks to a Dutch museum that actually analyzed the rock. As it turns out, the Dutch were given a glorious piece of petrified wood that most certainly didn't come from the moon. When one rock is proven fake, then we, the people, must rightfully assume that the rest of these alleged rocks are also fake. Building on the fact that you can see the 1960s movie backdrops repeatedly during the Apollo missions, we run into another problem. NASA reused same backdrops for different locations. Here's a good example. Wow. Another point that isn't discussed much, but I think it is a real issue. For anyone who has been on a 12-hour flight, you know what I'm talking about. It is the human impossibility of sitting in a confined space for 12 days straight. 
astronaut Ronald Evans on Apollo 17 supposedly sat like this for 12 days and 13 hours. I don't think that's humanly possible, and no one discussed this extreme torture. Finally, go through all of the photographs analyzed by Jack White found on the AULIS website. It's fantastic, and it would take me hours to go through them all. Hopefully, there's no one left here that still believes in the Apollo moon landings. If you do, I'm sorry. <laughs> I truly am. Once we agree that they fake the moon landings, and you have to be suffering from a major case of cognitive dissonance, not to see that NASA did indeed fake it all. The next question I like to ask is, what are the reasonable implications of the fake moon landings? Here are my 10 implications. First, NASA has perpetrated a tremendous fraud on the world and cannot be trusted. All NASA missions should be presumed fraudulent unless proven otherwise with overwhelming evidence. Second, there will not be a Mars landing anytime soon, and it is right to assume that there is no rover on Mars or even satellite probes being sent throughout the solar system with obvious fake CGI images of space and the planets. Third, all first and second world countries failed to reveal the big Apollo lies and are controlled in some manner. All other landings by China, Japan, Russia, etc. are also likely fraudulent. Fourth, there was no big space race between the Americans and the Russians. It was fake. There was no benign reason to allegedly beat the Russians to the moon by faking the Apollo missions. The Russians were in on the deception, as evidenced by Luna 16. And if you don't know what Luna 16 was, here it is. <laughs> I always have to laugh at the giant penis. You, you can't unsee that. That's funny. Sorry. Fifth. What a joke. The media cannot be trusted, as the media incessantly praises and repeats the patent lies of NASA, continually reinforces the fraudulent moon landings, and derogatorily labels anyone who rightfully thinks otherwise a conspiracy theorist. Sixth, universities, professors, astrophysicists, engineers, major churches, police organizations, the FBI, the courts, WikiLeaks, politicians, etc., all failed to uncover the obviously faked moon landings. They are controlled, directly or indirectly through conformity. Humanity cannot put their trust in these pseudo-scientists and mainstream institutions. Seventh, SpaceX and every other mainstream source has failed to reveal the fake moon landings. SpaceX receives substantial funding from NASA. SpaceX even speaks of a future Mars mission. SpaceX is also likely fraudulent. Eighth, there were no pictures of the Earth taken from space during the Apollo missions, including the famous 1972 Apollo, the blue marble photograph. Ninth, governments and their lying lackeys and shills can get away with big effing lies. Finally, every thinking independent person should now question all government, and academic claims of space, the nature of the universe, the solar system, satellites, the Hubble telescope, the space shuttle, the ISS, and even the fundamental shape of the Earth. Skepticism is the only reasonable position, not conformity.
Yes, the space fakery has continued since the Apollo missions. There are so many examples of space fakery now that it is hard to choose which ones to share. I think my favorite one is this augmented reality fail. As the ISS astronaut on the left grabs nothing from the other astronaut and sets nothing down. I love the guy in the background that is zooming around here on a harness back and forth. This wasn't a good day for NASA. And I think I just caught a new mistake. Maybe someone else has already pointed it out. But do you remember this disappearing astronaut? It's a continual shot. And so the naysayers can't claim that it's just splicing two clips together. But here's a similar one, just not as obvious. Do you see how his foot becomes see-through? Anyways, I could go on for days on all the space fakery from all the different nations. Unmistakable, permed hair that flows nothing like it should in a zero-G environment. Bubbles in space, repeated CGI mistakes. Obvious use of harnesses and wire fails. Evident use of blue screen technology. The reckless playing with water. The fact that the ISS was never assembled on the ground for extensive testing before it went into space. The impossible longevity of the valves and seals in space. A mistaken reflection of a cameraman off of a cosmonaut's visor, etc. But in the end, it really depends on whether you will allow yourself to investigate the matter. The bottom line is, if they can lie about the Apollo moon missions, the Columbia missions, satellites, ISS, or space, then they could lie about everything. Thank you again for allowing me to speak today. And I especially want to thank Adi Roos for organizing this spectacular event. This has been wonderful. I hope that we can all meet again someday. Thank you very much. There you have it. <clears throat> Thoughts, man? Oh, no, we didn't go to the moon. <laughs> Does anybody in the chat live right now believe that we still went to the moon? That's what I thought. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> uh, and that was a uh, that was my uh, primer for you guys to see some flat Earth shit. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. If that could have went without a voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They just needed to show us the evidence. <laughs> but um. I had a feeling it was going to be good just based on a couple of the clips that I saw. And I'm glad I played. <coughs> so there you have it, folks. NASA has been lying to us. <laughs> Big time. I mean, and the only pictures allegedly of Earth have been taken by NASA. Yep. And they've been doctored. Allegedly. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. It's going to it's going to be a problem moving forward to trust anything that they say. I mean, if you're trusting the government still then dang. Do you do you believe that we have stuff on Mars, Matt? 
No. I know it's tough, right? You want to believe. I want to believe we went to the moon. I really do. But then I see a video like that, and I go, hmm. Yeah, it's pretty, like it's pretty, pretty damning. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, there it is. The fucking <laughs> Yep. So, I mean, what more can you say? It's just, yeah. <laughs> they're faking footage of inside of, of alleged people in the ISS um, that are clearly using green screens. And um, wires and whatnot. Yeah, it's just, it blows my mind. And people... People eat it up, and there's people like us and people that are in the chat that are open-minded enough to see another viewpoint and go, "Wait a second, something ain't right here. This is crazy." And people, wait a minute, people haven't seen this shit. That's the crazy part about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I- I'm going to go ahead and say right now on this show that we never went to the moon, and NASA is full of shit. <laughs> yep, I agree. And on that note, I think uh, I think it's a good time to stop, Matt. I think you're right, buddy. I think we're I think we're rounded down. I've calmed down. <laughs> we'll definitely touch on that other subject at some point, but yeah, we will. I, uh, I we need to sit down and figure out how we can without really getting booted. <laughs> oh, bro, it'll be a that's a tough one to, to talk about. It is. It's very tough, especially if you uh, have children. Yeah, you know, it hits home a little bit harder, you know. Um, so keep an eye on your kids. Make sure they don't get kidnapped because you never know where they're going to end up. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, we didn't go to the moon. Next week, I will be presenting some flat Earth evidence, oh, and I can't wait to see what Matt has to say and what you guys have to say. Because a lot of these people that are claiming NASA fakery are also flat Earthers. So yeah. Oh yeah, he definitely he kept hitting that flat Earth. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he mentioned the heliocentric model, I was like, yes, here we go. <laughs> I, I love it. I love people open-minded enough to think that the earth is flat. And who knows? Could you? I mean, could you imagine if it really was? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Because <laughs> there are some people that say, no, 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 you got it twisted. People think uh, that we're saying the earth is flat and we're talking about it like a pancake. And there are some flat earthers that are going, we don't know what it is. We just think it's a plane, and it could go on for longer than we realize. Oh, for sure. That is an interesting theory. Hey, I got to <laughs> step away for two seconds. Give me one second. Go for it. So while Matt steps away, I do want to reiterate again that I'm not quite sure I believe. I, I shouldn't say I'm not quite sure. I don't believe the Earth is flat. However, like, and, and by flat, I mean a disc floating <laughs> freely in space. However... I do think it's entirely it's entirely possible that we could potentially live on some sort of plane that is a lot larger than we realize and that there could be other land masses elsewhere that maybe extraterrestrials are just that extraterrestrial and they're actually from the same place but just further away. So I mean, take that for what you will. I don't really know. I don't have the answers. I just like thinking and pondering about it. And when I'm presented with evidence that says uh, we didn't go to space, I go, hmm, interesting. And we still haven't gone back. And with all the technology we use, these things, you know, these phones, I don't know. You're telling me we don't have enough 
technology to go back to the moon. Sounds like a bunch of horse shit to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just don't, I don't buy that the earth is a, is a flat disc floating in space. However, it is entirely possible that it is a, a plane that is larger than we understand. And for some reason they're hiding it from us. I didn't say that that's what I believe. I just say it's possible. Um, I really, to be honest with you, I don't know what to believe. <laughs> I mean, if they're lying about space, what else are they lying about? Can't trust them for shit. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm trying to find a video that has, I want people to poke holes in it. I want to see that. Um, I just find it interesting that people like, they're avoiding the topic. And I'm like, if it's so ridiculous that space is fake or that the earth might not be a globe like we're told um, or is bigger than, we're, than we know, then why why can it not be why are, why is it even a possibility? I know people are crazy, but why is it even possible to come up with alleged proofs that can't be debunked right away? So that's all I'm saying. Earth can't be flat. There's no way. But I'm open to hear other people's point of views. Yeah, sure. We're gonna find out. <laughs> it could be. Uh, I think it's larger. I think it's larger. I just don't know. I just well, don't know. I have frequently gone on rants about how we're purposely taught the wrong port proportions of things. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's interesting. But whew, sorry about that, guys. No problem, Matt. On that note, folks, we will see you next week where we finally get into the flat earth conspiracy. Here and I don't go. even I don't even want to call it the flat earth conspiracy because that's given it the idea that it's the flat earth point of view. Yeah, I don't like that term because immediately when you hear flat earth, you're like, what a load of shit. And you immediately picture a flat earth with the ocean like pouring over the edge. Yeah, <laughs> like... I mean, well, what would you call it then? Um, let's see here. The differently shaped earth point of view. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> it works. Um, I do like Scott, what he says here. We are in a dimension of some kind attached to other dimensions. Well, I mean, for sure, the multiverse. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to get into that next week. I'm going to try to find something compelling. Um, and who knows, maybe we'll blow a bunch of holes in it, and that theory will just sink right to the, right to the bottom. But uh, maybe there will be some. Because remember, think about this. If there's a thousand alleged proofs of the Earth not being a globe, but only one of them is unable to be debunked, then the question still remains, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the funny part is that the unless you can debunk everything with a hundred percent science and truth, then who knows? <laughs> and yeah. I, I like I like the possibilities. I like the thousand percent maybe. I like the anything is possible. I like that, and I definitely won't be sticking my dick into a portal. <laughs> so with that, don't said, ever do it. Absolutely. We will see you right here on Talking Paranormal next week when we talk about the possibility that the Earth is not a round ball floating at tens of, thousand mile, uh, tens of thousands of miles an hour through space. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. It's going to be a good time for sure. Uh, I just want to tell everybody that watches and listens, we appreciate you guys. Um, we do. 
Like we really, we really, really do. Um, I look forward to doing the show. Chris looks forward to doing the show. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's just a good, t- it's just a good time. It's fun to talk about this crazy shit. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know like, what I mean? It's just a good time. Like, like I actually, before I got on, I just finished watching Titanic. Oh shit. And I was like, man, it's such a shame. The Olympics sank like that. <laughs> oh man. But we, we do, we appreciate you guys. We look forward to hanging out with you every week. And just talking about the shit that you really don't want to talk about with most people. <laughs> you know what those I mean? You don't normies. Want your, <laughs> those normies. You don't want your credibility to be shot. Your, cre- your credibility will not be shot here on Talking Paranormal. We give everybody a chance. We give everybody a voice. And uh, even though sometimes we sound a little crazy, it's a lot of fun. So, so. no discrimination to this shit show. <laughs> no, there's not. Uh, we should have just named it the shit show. That would have been funny. Just talking shit. <laughs> I, th- I I feel like we're straying away from the paranormal. We got to talk about ghosts again soon <laughs> and demons and shit. We got we got to get back in there, man. Like these guys are talking about everything. Fuck. Oh, it, let's close on this. They found coke in the White House. How amazing is that? <laughs> now here's the thing. Not only did they find coke in the White House, but the White House was like, eh, we don't know how they got here. <laughs> it was just a little bit, you know. <laughs> It's just a backpack full. It's just, Sorry, like, it's not really. a kilo. <laughs> yeah, it's, just a li- it's just a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. Just a, you know, just Bill Clinton's probably like, fuck, I hope that wasn't any of mine that I left behind. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> he calls up like, the White House like, where can I get some more of that? <laughs> he's like, fuck, Hillary, they found my stash. <laughs> She's like, that was mine, Bill. <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> oh. Yeah, I love bringing that up, and you bring it up to some people, and they're like, they didn't find it in the White House. It's like, they found Coke on the premises. That's all that matters. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Meanwhile, you got Hunter Biden over there checking his pockets like, shit, I fucking left my Coke. <laughs> like, not my Coke. Oh, no. Oh, man. Yep. But on that note, folks, we'll see you right here next week on Talking Paranormal. Thanks again for watching. Y'all have a good night now.